mistakes, all your, all your things that you've gone through every morning. His mercies are new, and I'm one who needs his mercies new every morning. Amen. Amen. Let's sing the wonder of it all, the wonder of it all, just to know that he loved someone such as I. What a wonder that is. Amen. Oh, the wonder of it all, the
just to know that Jesus loves me. each one of you. <clears throat> Amen. What an awesome God we have. Amen. There's a prayer request that we have. I'm going to ask Brother Jerry Fox to bring this need to the Lord this morning. Uh, it says, please continue to pray for my daughter Shelly as she will be having her third operation tomorrow. I don't know how difficult that would be. Going through one operation probably would be, I've never been in an operation in my life, but to go through three. Amen. Let's pray for her, and that's thanks, and God bless you from Sister Helen. <clears throat> Amen. Anyone else with a need this morning? I have needs. Amen. I need him. <clears throat> Let's sing, I'm redeemed, bought with a price as our brother comes. <clears throat> I am redeemed, bought with a price. 669. Jesus has changed my whole life. If Let's just go before our precious Lord this morning and just to give him praise, glory, and honor. Heavenly Father, this morning, Lord, we, we just want to come to you, Father. We just want to thank you for another opportunity just to come into your house, Father. Lord, we just want to get all we can get out of this service this morning. We come, Lord, with many needs in our heart. We are privileged in a, a people that, Lord, that you chose before the foundation of the world. 
just to be part of your end time plan. Dear God, we just, oh Lord, we want to thank you for your amazing grace. For that blood, Lord, oh, that precious blood that cleanses us, Lord, and covers us from all unrighteousness. Father, for watching over us, for keeping us, Lord, for meeting our needs of everyday life. Lord, I just want to say thank you. Lord, just pray that you'd have your will this morning as our brother steps behind this pulpit this morning, Lord. Dear God, would you just speak through those lips of clay, Lord? We're here, Lord, for a refilling of your Holy Spirit this morning, Lord Jesus. Father, bless the song service, bless the musicians. For our brothers and sisters that are traveling, Lord, in Saskatoon, Lord, may you just be with them this morning, Lord, as the services start, Lord, and bless the ministering, Lord, and grant them traveling mercies when they come home. Lord, there's many needs represented amongst your little bride this morning, Lord. For our sister that has that daughter in need of another operation, Lord, you knew that before the request was to even come forth this morning, Father God. You know all things, Lord. You know the beginning from the end. You said, Lord, and your word said, by your stripes we are healed. And we come this morning in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, claiming that promise, Lord Jesus. Give our sister faith to raise up for her, her daughter, Lord Jesus. We commit her to you this morning, Lord Jesus. The doctors and the people and the staff can do all they can to do whatever they need to do. Almighty oh, God, it takes you to come on the scene and to give the healing, Lord Jesus. So we claim that for that sister, Lord Jesus. For the unspoken prayer requests, which are many, uh, we just want to come to you. Just pray, Lord, you be with all the prayer requests. I just want to commit my family to you this morning, Lord. Especially, Sister Candace, my daughter. Dear God, go with her. Speak to her soul, God. Oh, Lord. Give her a desire, Lord, just to come back. Oh, Father God, I know it's in your hands. And, and you're the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And it's not just my family and my daughter, Lord, but it's all the other brothers and sisters that have loved ones that are out in the world, and maybe they're not serving you the way they ought, oh, Lord. May you raise them up, O oh, Lamb of God. May you bring them in, Lord. Time's at hand. Oh, Father God, have your will and way, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your precious holy name. We just want to say, Lord, we love you so much, Lord Jesus. We give you all the praise and glory and honor. For you've given us a beautiful day this morning just to worship you, and we just want to give you thanks and glory and honor for all that. We ask of all these things in your lovely name, the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.
He's all I need. He's all I need. He is all. He is all I need. He is all I need. Jesus is all I need. you Lord Jesus we praise you this morning we've come here this morning to worship you father we came this morning to love and adore you we just praise you for all of your grace to us Lord Lord we we love you and we just thank you and we adore you and praise you just thank you Lord thank you for your grace Lord amen amen he's good our Lord is good I let you have your seats. You can be seated. Amen. We thank him for everything is done. <clears throat> at the moment, my mom and dad are at home with uh, COVID. They're streaming in. My dad's 84 years old, and I don't didn't realize my mom even turned over 80. But so they are streaming, and there's a song that I want to remember for my dad. Um, I remember him singing this song when I was a little child all the time, and uh, it's eternal rest, and I don't, it's not because I want him to have his eternal rest already, but I just remember that time's clock is striking the hour. Our Lord is coming soon, and, and let's sing that. The verses, one and the last verse as well. <clears throat> time's clock is striking the hour. Jesus will soon descend Clothed in the garments of power The reign of sin to end Then will this anthem be ringing Like to a mighty flood Then round the throne will be singing Praise Him, 
for our translating the time is near beautiful wonderful story jesus himself the lion there in the kingdom of glory never shall fall the waiting for our translating and that day is not far away amen sister sharon has a special for us i am looking for her and i don't see her but i okay why don't you come sister and while she comes let's sing god can do it again 592 and again and again god can do it again god can do it again and again and again he's the same god today as he always has been yesterday now forever he's always the same there's no reason to doubt god can do it again god can do it again and again and again same God today as he always has been yesterday now forever he's always the same there's no reason to doubt God can do it again the load is heavy at times the road is long circumstances come your way and you think you can't go on when you're feeling at your weakest Jesus will be strong He'll provide the answer when you thought all hope was gone. He'll find a way. For I know that if he can't 
paint a sunset and put the stars in place i know if he can raise up mountains and calm the storm-tossed waves if he can conquer death forever to open heaven's gates i know for you i know for you he'll find a At times your heart is breaking with a pain that's so intense. All you hold are broken pieces to a life that makes no sense. He wants to lift you up and hold you and mend each torn event. He'll pick up the pieces that you thought had all been spent. God is gonna find a way, oh yes he will. For I know that if he can paint a sunset and put the stars in place, I know if he can raise up mountains and calm the storm-tossed waves, and if he can conquer death forever to open heaven's gates, I know for you, God is able to see you through. For I know that if he can paint a sunset and put the stars in place, I know if he can raise up mountains and calm the storm-tossed waves, and if he can conquer death forever to open heaven's gates, I know for you, I know for you, he'll find a way. Sister Sharon, amen. God will find a way to make, to make it, for you to make it through, amen. He paid the ultimate price for that. That was when he wore that crown of thorns for us. We'll sing that song, crown of thorns. He was a king. He didn't have a diadem to hold. He didn't have a golden crown. But I want him to be the Lord of my heart. And I'm sure each one of us want your heart to be his kingdom amen we'll sing this and <clears throat> there was no crown for him of silver or of gold there was no diadem for him to hold 
but blood adorned his proud, proud his stains he bore. Leaders gave to him the crown he bore. A rugged cross became his throne. His kingdom was in hearts alone. He wrote his love in crimson Let's stand. A rugged cross became his throne. His kingdom was in hearts alone. He wrote his love in crimson red and bore the thorns upon. upon his back he wore with pride and from the wounds there flowed a crimson cleansing stream that was a cover for the soul unclean a rugged cross became his throne his king was in hearts alone. He wrote his love in crimson red and wore the thorns upon his head. A rugged cross became his throne. His kingdom reaches to the highest mountain for it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley the blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never lose its power. 
lose its power hallelujah it still has the power to repel demons it still has the power to cleanse it still has the power to save well how many are happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning I was gonna have you all shake hands but I'm gonna actually ask you to do something different we have uh, a number of our church have gone to Saskatoon for meetings this weekend so we have uh, some empty spaces up here and uh, I, I, I don't know how, if you know how much it means to have people closer and create an atmosphere. It really does. So this morning, if you've always wanted to sit close, and even if you have never wanted to sit close, this is your opportunity. So just, just so we can set the service and little, if I know some of you have children and other needs and things back there, but if you can, I'm going to invite you to come a little closer. And to help you all, I'd like to sing a song. The move is on. So we're going to sing The Move is On. And before you shake hands with anybody, we're going to allow you to come. So if you can do that this morning, it'll make a difference in the service. Can you do that? Can you help us out this morning? Let's sing it. The move is on, my Lord. The move is on. The move is on, my Lord, the move is on. Oh, I can hear the rustling in the mulberry tree. And I know, I know, I know the move is on. Move on, brother. Move on, sister. This is the Doesn't that feel better? <laughs> now I feel like we can have church. You may have your seats for a moment. God bless you. Thank you for doing that. Doesn't it feel good to be a Christian? 
Anyway, today's a wonderful day. It's the resurrection day. Amen. And uh, so we're, we're happy for that. The sun is shining. And at least it was this morning when we woke up. And that's nice. But the S-O-N is shining. God is on the throne. And we want him to shine on our lives this morning. It's also a wonderful day. We have a, a brother here who has passed from the teenage years. He's gone into now adulthood. And we, we pray that he'll be able to keep up with his age. And uh, it's Brother Ethan Hammermeister. And we want to wish him a happy 20th birthday. <laughs> We're thankful for what God's done in his life, what he's doing. He's a blessing to us in the church, and he's a blessing to us at home. God bless you, Brother Ethan. Amen. Well, we're, we're certainly happy also today. Um, uh, it was a week ago. We, we ministered, and, and uh, my wife was in the hospital, and she was, um, I didn't know it at the time, but we ministered, and, but she went in for an operation that afternoon, and I think in an answer to prayer, I, we just saw the hand of God, and she had a, had a slow week of recovery. She has uh, been moving slowly, and, uh, but, but better every day, and um, we're thankful for that. Um, but more importantly, um, she's actually been able to eat. She had a piece of pizza for the first time in two years yesterday. And we praise God for that. Hallelujah. <laughs> There's an expected end to anything, and we thank God. So my wife is here this morning. She's sitting at the back, so we thank, th are thankful for that, and we praise God for that. So amen. I wasn't actually supposed to be here. We were going to be in, on Vancouver Island, and I was going to be ministering for Brother Kyle Morton today, but uh, due to the plans, and I'm happier to change them to, to have her well and healthy and We'll defer that for some other time. So she was here. My daughter flew in for a couple days. I, I, had a, I had a rough week. I was cleaning sinks and tubs and all kinds of things. And, and after three days, my, my. I didn't do laundry. I didn't do laundry. I was, there's limits. There's limits to how far a man will go. But uh, it, was, it was rough. My daughter flew in, and she was here for the weekend. She helped out, and uh, she flew home last night. So we were able to slip out for a service. We went to Saskatoon, Ethan and I, we drove out and we were able to partake of the meetings that were there. And Brother Dwayne Lawson was ministering. It all coincides with Brother Menno's 80th birthday this last week. And uh, we, we, many of you heard the announcement that we made on, on Wednesday of the young couple. They'd just been married a little over a year and a half and they were killed in an explosion. And that's at Brother Ray Erickson's church and Brother Dwayne Lawson is from Brother A. Erickson's church. So Brother Dwayne was extremely burdened, and he went to be home. So he wasn't there for the last two services he was scheduled for. He preached three services. Maybe it was the hand of the Lord that Brother Menno started the services earlier. But uh, he flew home, and they had a memorial service for the couple. And I, I want to ask you, if you can, uh, how many remember... It was a, about, what is it, six, seven years ago, there was four young people that were killed in a plane accident. And there was one sister from Germany. There was one sister from Canada that's related to the neighbors um, and to the, to the Adrians as well. And uh, there's two brothers. It, it, it was quite an impact. 
among everybody. And this seems to be on a similar level. And I want you just to, if you can, sometime in the next uh, week or so, the memorial service is now posted online. I listened to it last night as we were driving home from Saskatoon. It's online. It's under True Word Tabernacle. And I, I, it was like a picture of where we're living at. This was a couple that was in the prime of their youth. They were living for God. They were an expression of Christ on earth. And it's like they just stepped across the veil. Their bodies hardly were changed, I'm sure. And, and, but I, to listen to that, if you can, Brother Ray Erickson ministered. Both the parents spoke the many testimonies. I, I, if you want to see what the message can produce... And I so appreciated the faith of the young couple, those around them, and the faith of the parents. It's going to be hard, but the faith of the parents to say, God is God and he knows what's best. So if you have a chance, it's True Word Tabernacle. If you can't find the link, let me know. But you know, it, was a, it was a wonderful memorial to witness. So brother... brother um, Wayne Lawson flew back to be with that. They had a singing service last night. The quartet sang in Saskatoon. And then today they have the last service. I believe Brother Menno will be doing that. So we, we, we pray for them. We pray God will bless them. But we're not looking at who's not here and where we could have been. We're here and God is here. <laughs> so we're looking for God to move in this service. We're looking for him to take this service as I was going to be away, I had scheduled Brother Moses and Brother Andrew, and I felt, well, I'm just going to keep that. And so Brother Moses is going to minister this morning, and, and we've been praying, and we're going to look for God to move. And let's be in expectation, because I believe God has something for us. So I'm going to ask you to stand if you can. And I, I, I just a song we haven't sung for a while, but send the light, send the light if we can. Uh, hopefully I'm not throwing that at last minute at you. I, I just I want to sing that. There's a light that's gone out, and I, I think it comes out from here. Sure is good to see all of you out there. Brother Rinze, good to see you back there. God bless you, your family. Uh, it's, it's good to be here. Uh, thank you to all of you for your prayers and support for us. The devil is real, but God is real. Brother Moses was scheduled to minister this morning. Friday night, Sister Sharifa went to the hospital. In, with ex abdominal pain, she was kept overnight. We were praying. We didn't know what would happen. But I think that's just the enemy. And whenever the enemy wants to do something, I know God wants to do something. Sister Sharifa came home yesterday afternoon. She's well. She's better. I believe she's here in the service this morning. We thank God for that. And we're looking forward to what God will do in the service this morning. Let's all come together. Let's just pull on the word. Lord, minister to me this morning. Send the light. Let it, let it shine in our hearts. Let it shine in our lives, in, in those that aren't where they should be. But Lord, let that light shine. I believe it's the greatest light that we've ever had. Let's sing it, Brother Dan. There's a call comes, comes ringing, ringing or the, the restless wave. Send the light. Send the light. There are souls to rescue. There are souls to save. Send the light. Send the light. Send the light. The blessed gospel light. 
let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light and let its radiant beams light the world forevermore. We have heard the Macedonian call today. Send the light. Blessed gospel light, let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light and let its radiant beams light the world forevermore. Let us not grow weary in the work of love. Send the light, send the light, let us gather. Send the light, send the light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light, let its radiant beams light the world forevermore. How many are thankful for the light, the evening light? Praise be to God. Thank you, Father. Amen. In this gross darkness, in this age that we are living in, he sent the light for the bride. And now we have become the light for the world. Amen. Praise be to God. Greeting the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a privilege to be in the house of the Lord this morning. And uh, actually, uh, it was a good idea, Brother Ed, that you brought people a little bit closer. So, <laughs> thank you. It was a good idea. And, uh, so just uh, just going to have church this morning, amen? amen. Just worship the Lord and praise Him. Let's just uh, um, bow our heads and pray to our heavenly Father. If you have any need, just raise your hand, and He, he sees your need. He knows your your heart. He knows every situation. I have a Father. He knows my need. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you again this morning to come in your presence. Father, just the fact that we are here, just the fact that we can listen to the word, the fact that, Father, Lord, there is a pool inside of us, Lord, for that truth. Lord, we are so thankful for that. Lord, we can never thank you enough for what you have already done in our lives, what you are doing in our lives today, and what you will continue to do. Father, you are still the great I am, still the God of the present time. Father, Lord, you are still real. You still heals, you still moves. You're still doing great miracles among us, Father. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. We are here for you, Father. We want to glorify your name. Lord, we want you also, Lord, to have a greater part in our heart. 
that father we desire to draw nearer and closer to you it's our desire father we want to see you we want you to open our eyes open our heart father Lord, we want you to become more real today than you were yesterday yesterday but we want lord to see you being manifested in our life father we have needs different needs that we have brought father here lord needs for the souls to be saved needs need for healing need for a closer walk with you need father for more revelation need father lord for you to have more preeminence in our life need father lord to die to our flesh so that you can have father the full preeminence but father also need lord that today oh god we might see the power of the pillar of fire among us lord lord you said whatever two or three will be gathered in my name you will be there father we are not questioning that we know that you are here have been with us through the song service through the prayer father may you remain with us for the remainder of the service father put the man aside put the the frailty of a man aside may the word of god father lord penetrate our heart father we want to be impressed by the word of god once again father we love you we appreciate you we thank you lord we also commit lord the family that have been bereaved as brother head has mentioned father may you give them strength and comfort Father, Lord, may you turn, Lord, even this, what has happened, into a testimony. Father, if someone can believe, someone can be strengthened, may you receive all the glory out of it, Father. We just pray for the family. May you strengthen them, Lord. We love you and appreciate you. Bless the special meetings everywhere. Let your name be praised. In Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Dan and the musicians. God richly bless you. I invite you to go to the Word of God in the book of um, Scripture until we go into the rapture. It will be Malachi 4. Malachi 4, verse 4. It says, Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Oreb, follow all Israel with the statute and judgment. Behold, I will send you, Elijah the prophet. The, prof- the promise is about you first. Before I even mention Elijah the prophet, is mentioning you and I. I will send you. Elijah the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he has a purpose, he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Aren't you privileged to be part of that promise, amen? May God bless his word and you can have a seat. We know that the enemy is only a liar, a man. And uh, it's a special song, Sister Sharon was just singing, God will make a way in every situation, amen. No matter what the enemy is trying to put, we, 
God is the prophet. I was listening to the prophet, and he said, you know, when you go through a trial, it's, it's an opportunity to have victory. Yeah. Whenever you go through a trial, always think about it. It's an opportunity to have victory. God is trying to show in this opportunity that he's the one who is in control and is going to have the victory. Amen. I will invite you to Daniel 5 to be the center of my thoughts maybe this evening or this morning. Daniel 5. Daniel 5 and verse 5 says, In the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance was changed, and his thoughts troubled him, so that the joints of his loins were loosed, and his knees smote one against another. So he was having a good part and a good time, and all of a sudden, he saw something different that changed the atmosphere at that place, and he saw that and realized this is something supernatural. And this is what the prophet will refer to that in the message, the handwriting of the wall. This is what the dispensation of the Gentiles started says it started with the supernatural, it will end with the supernatural. It's a type of the, the time that you are living in. So as we are reading that, it's exactly the time that we're living in. We see the manifestation. We see the world not knowing what to do for the situation that's happening around. But God has a purpose. God has, has a goal. God shows when you see those things happening, you should not be afraid. You should look up because your redemption is drawing nigh. Amen. That's what it promises for us. We are just about to go home. Amen. And says, the king's countenance was changed and his thoughts troubled him so that the joints of his loins were loosed and his knees smote one against another. The king cried, the king cried aloud to bring in the astro- astrologers, the Chaldeans and the soothsayers. And the king spoke and said to the wise men of Babylon, whosoever shall read this writing, and show me the interpretation thereof, shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about his neck, and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. You realize here the king is telling them, you know, it's not only that to give me the interpretation, but whosoever will be able to read it. If you can be able to read it, and then after reading it, you can give me the interpretation of it, then I'm going to do this and this and this. So they were not even able to read it, to read it and to take the interpretation of it. You know, the Bible, as we have received it, is the secret book. You need a prophet in order to give you the interpretation of the Word of God. You can read it, you can read it, but you need the Holy Ghost to come and reveal the Word of God. We had the Word of God, we had the Bible for 2,000 years, but we couldn't unveil all the secrets. It took the Lamb of God to come and open the seals. Now we have an open book, and we can read the Bible, and we see ourselves in the Bible. Amen? Amen. And it says, Then came in all the king's wise men, and they could not read the writing. Now make known to the king the interpretation thereof. Then was King Belshazzar greatly troubled, and his countenance was changing him, and his lords were astonished. 
Now the queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banquet house, and the queen spoke and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee, nor let thy countenance be changed, for there is a man in thy kingdom. There is a prophet in thy kingdom. Amen. Amen. There is a prophet in thy kingdom. There is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And in the days, I know there was a, there was a Ethan, so they couldn't understand that. And they're still taking it as a, the spirit of the holy gods. And they still believe in the in love of God. And they said, in the days of thy father, in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, the prophet referred to that, says the, 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 the day of your father, he referred to that, says the fathers of the Pentecost. The day of that, they say the same one that to reveal that is the same one that is here. It says, and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods was found in him, whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, the father, the king, I say, thy father made master of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers, for as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding and interpret, interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel whom the king named Berchessasar, now let Daniel be called and he will show the interpretation. So then they had to call the, the one who can dissolve the doubt. I'll be speaking this morning, if I can, by God's grace, talking about the dissolver of the doubt in the season of the handwriting on the wall. The prophet will give who Daniel is representing at this stage. He will say, now I have heard, but now I see. Say, what did the queen of Balchester say before king that night? Say, there is a man in your kingdom that is a dissolver of doubt. It says, the Holy Ghost tonight is the dissolver of doubt. Do you believe that? And she says, the dissolver of doubt. Now the blood of Christ takes away each stain, the stain of doubt. And it says, in the invisible union of the bride, it says, let the Holy Spirit search your conscience, and you will agree with Daniel 5.12, when the queen came in before Belshazzar and said she found out that there was a prophet, Daniel was among them, and he was a dissolver of doubt. You let the Holy Spirit, is the prophet of the day, let him come into your heart right now, and examine the word of God and the doubt about the message will all be dissolved. He dissolves all the doubt. You find out is exactly on the word for the day. Amen. Then later on says, down on the same message, the invisible union says, it says, come on, on, friend, you can't understand. Kneel down, talk to him about it. If, if I can't make it plain to you, he is the dissolver of all doubt. That's what we need. I believe that all Christians, all believers have to come and meet the dissolver of all doubt. The enemy purpose most of the time is, is there. His is, is goal is to put more doubt. You don't doubt. You don't put more doubt. Doubt is, 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 is the reason of, of fear of, of I'll say, not even, I'll not even go to the point of saying unbelief. Like you don't believe the message. No, you believe the message. But there are certain things sometimes 
you doubt. You, you, there is, is there to put a little bit of doubt? Is that pertained to you? Do you think that you can claim that? It's not maybe for you and different things. You, know, you think, you, you really believe that this prophecy is concerning the time you are living in. It's there. It's just there to create a little bit of doubt. You know, you don't have to deny the whole world. Eve didn't have to deny the whole world. She just needed to deny. What the devil wanted was just to deny zero point one percent of the word of God. That all that created all the cares. But what we need is something. We need a dissolver of every doubt. Not some doubt, but all doubt. Amen. All fear, any unbelief. We want the word of God to have the preeminence. Says, if you've seen, now the prophet has, has given here, the, the, has been the clarification, and I wanted to start with that. He says in he, the Holy Spirit is the dissolver of doubt. So if I was going through the message, sometimes I put, I put the prophet, I put the Holy Ghost, don't try to confide. I don't want to mix them, like to say, okay, the prophet is the Holy Ghost. You understand what I'm trying to say? If I say the prophet means that the Holy Ghost used the prophet, and the Holy Ghost still the one who was dissolving all the doubt. Amen. To dissolve means to make a solution of, the dictionary says, as by mixing with a liquid, pass into solution. For example, to dissolve salt in water. Then I put myself here, I say, the, the, dissolve is to remove, this is my definition, to dissolve is to remove anything from the, the first element so that the only, the only characters that remain is the, is, is, is the solution where you are dissolving that element into. When you are putting the salt into the water, you don't want to see necessarily, you can't say, oh, the salt is dissolved, and you still see the salt inside of it. No, it has to be completely dissolved. When it's completely dissolved, you see nothing else but the water. Say, oh, this is my water, and the salt is dissolved into that. I don't want to find any trace of anything from the original what I saw. What I want to see is the main characteristic that I want to see. The bride does not want to see anything of the old character, the old nature. All that we want to see is Jesus Christ. We want to be completely dissolved into Jesus Christ. Nothing else should be displayed. The bride is nothing else but himself in display. It is the mercy seat in plain view once again. Glory to God. Are you with me this morning? And the prophet will say, then we took this example, he says, look at an example, example for the bleach. He says, when, if, when you confess a sin, he puts it in the sea of forgetfulness to remember it against you no more. Did you, you know what the bleach is that you use for your washing, Clorox, ever what it is. When you take one drop of ink and drop into that tube of bleach, that would happen to that drop of ink, you couldn't find it anymore. You don't find, no matter the color that it had, it was probably black. It was whatever the ink it was, but once you put into the bleach, it's completely gone. It's completely dissolved. Now you only see nothing else but the bleach. That's what happened to a Christian. When you confess your sins, he doesn't see your sins anymore. It's completely dissolved into the bleach of the blood of Jesus Christ, and, and he doesn't see your sins anymore. The devil could come and try to repeat to you, you know, you did that thing, you did that thing the other day, you did that this. He's trying to put doubt inside of you. You have to point to him, to the bleach. Look at the bleach. The bleach doesn't contain anything of my own sins. I've already set it up with the dissolver of every doubt, every unbelief.
unbeliever. Now I'm trying to take a little bit, go back to put a base, base here, but I'll come back again to dissolve. Says, notice that the king called his church. He called all his seminaries and all the theologians, but no one could help him. No one could give the interpretation. No one could read it. No one could know the time or the signs that you were living in. I think Jesus Christ will also rebuke the Pharisees and Sadducees who says, He said unto them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be fall weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. Oh, hypocrite, you can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the time. Oh, wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And the prophet will take the scriptures and put it and says, it was, not, it, was a prophetic, it was a prophetic statement. Because it was, not only, it was not only that generation that was wicked and adulterous. This generation that we are living in is wicked and adulterous. And they were looking for a sign. Even today they are still looking for a sign. But we have received the sign of the resurrection. We have already received the sign of the Messiah. We have already received the word of God being unveiled. We are not looking for a great revival. We are the bride revival. The bride herself, she is a revival. We have received the plain word. We have received the perfect revelation of the word of God with perfect vindication. Amen. Do you want to see any sign? The bride has to be the sign. The bride has to be the light. The bride has to be the word of God being manifested. Amen. Amen. That's our desire. Now, as you see how Daniel is answering to the king, after the king has called him, in verse 16, just read a little bit further. The king is talking to him, says, I've heard of thee that I can't make interpretation and dissolve doubt. Now, if thou can't read the, the, the writing and make known to me the interpretation thereof, that shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about thy neck, and it shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, Let thy gift be to thyself. Amen. I don't need those things. Right. Barabanam could have been a millionaire and all the things, people coming to him, so you know you can you you know, but through you God heal. Look, you can have five million dollars. I don't need that. Because it's not me, it's God who gives the interpretation. King, you can, you can stay with your gift, but I have a message to give to you. And the message that I have to give to you, you have to make sure that you hear that message. As you come and say, I'm not interested to become a rich or a popular, that's not my interest. I just want to stay faithful to God. That should be the attitude of the bride. I don't want to be anything else. I just want to follow the word of God. I just want to be obedient to the word of God. I just want the word of God to become reality in me. I just want to become also the interpretation of the word of God. Remember the bride is the final voice to the final age. I'm the 
are a messenger. We are the final voice. How? The life is being expressed. The word of God leaves the book. It becomes now a life. Oh, where was I? It says, yet I will read the writing unto the king and make known to him the interpretation. It says, O thou king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom and majesty and glory and honor. And then he go on and remind him, says, and for the majesty that he gave him, all people, nations, languages trembled and feared before him. Whom he would, whom he would, he slew, and whom he would, he would, he kept alive, and whom he would, he set, he set up, and says, and whom he, he would, he put down. But when his heart was lifted up and his mind hardened his pride, he was deposited from his kingly throne, and they took his glory from him. Says that what is is was his arrogance, his pride, and God put in his, took the kingdom from him. You know, he's describing him, and I like the way Daniel is talking to the king. Daniel is not scared of who the king is or who what he might say about him. You know, I might put you to death. He's not worried about that. He's speaking the word of God straight. <laughs> Praise be to God. We thank the prophet in this age. He doesn't care about any other thing, what you might think. He's speaking the word of God straight. Amen. Whoever you are, I'm just speaking the word of God straight. And we need the word of God to continue hearing the word of God straight. Amen. No compromise. Like John the Baptist when he came to, in front of King Herod. You might think that he might change his message because in his presence of King Herod, he spoke the same way. You are not worthy to take that woman. She belongs to someone else. But you know that he might kill you. Even if he kills me, that's the word of God. We don't know what the, camp, what the society, what the government are going to do. You are against homosexuality. You are against this. But we stand with the word of God. It's not us. It is the word of God. If God says so, we say Amen. And he continues. Sorry to go. I'll go to you to the scriptures. It says, And he hath given from the sons of man, and his heart was made like the beast, and his dwelling was with the wild asses. They fed him with grass like oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven. Can you think that that great king was the gold, the head gold? Now he's become like an ox. He's eating grass and Oh, you, we are nothing, man. Human, man, we, we are not, you cannot boast, you cannot, have, you, you are nothing. There's, there is only thing that is important is Christ in you. Right. Right. Just inject what the prophet says here. Says, I've had it over and over and over and over, says, that a gift doesn't make the Holy Spirit in me any greater than anybody else. That's just a gift. To work with the Holy Spirit, no matter if it's a little housewife or the little boy or the drunkard, how that is just God saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, is God the same Holy Spirit that any of us has got. Yes, but God gives gift with his Holy Spirit to work, it's confirmation, to lift up and inside. So just saying, you know, it's not about man, it's the Holy Ghost inside of you. That's the most important thing. 
Now he continues, he says here, and now he says, until he knew that the most high God, verse 21, till he knew that the most high God ruled in the kingdom of man, that he appointed over it whomever he will. You know, people, you might have the impression, say, oh, no, this, is, this man got elected, or this one, this, or this governor, this. God knows every situation. God is in control of every situation. He might give to the people what they want. It's not his perfect will that he gave Saul what they wanted, but God was still in control of every situation. God accepts and appoints whoever he wants. It's not the man who decides. It's God who decides. And they said, thou son of Bethesda, Hast not humbled thy heart, though thou knewest all these things, and hast lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven, and have brought the vessels of this house before thee, and thou and thy Lord and thy wives, and, and you have defiled it. We can jump to 24. It says, That was the part of the hand sent from God, and it is written, and, and, and this writing was written, and this is the writing that was written, Mene, Mene, Tekel, Aphasin. I'm reading here. Might be not the way to say it, but it says, This is the interpretation of the thing. Many God has numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Take the heart waiting in the balances and are found wanted. And Paris, thy kingdom is divided and given to the maids and the Persian. God took that king and he waited him. He says, I waited him no matter what you say, how great you are, how powerful you are. I see that in my balance, you have nothing. There is no weight to you at all. There's nothing on you at all. There is no, there's no weight in you. You have no, no value. There is nothing there. <laughs> Praise be to God. Are you with me this evening, this morning? Sorry. It's not, it's what gives the weight to any person. It is the God inside of that person. A human body is only, our brother Bram says, 84 cents. It's only 84 cents. Maybe with inflation now, it's $1.20 or $1.30 maximum. But, but that's all you get. That's all you get from any human being. There is no weight to it, no matter how you wait. But when you wait, you say, there is nothing here. Laodicea, you might say, I'm powerful, I'm rich and everything. God is waiting. Laodicea says, there is nothing here. There is nothing here. The only way that I can take care is the Holy Ghost inside of that person. Without the Holy Ghost, there is no weight at all. Without the Holy Ghost, there is no value at all. The only value that there is, it is the Holy Ghost. That's why the prophet will say, if I can give you in this message the Holy Ghost, if the greatest thing that I can give you, it is the importance of having the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It is a master. It is important. You must go through that experience. Because even the resurrection, when it comes to resurrect, raise people up, is raising not just the flesh, but is looking for that token, is looking for that sign, is looking for that seed, is looking for the token inside of it. Amen. As we know, the prophet says, a man is not measured by the muscles, is measured by the character. You might be big and have big muscles. I've seen men that weighed 200 pounds and muscles like iron didn't have an ounce of a man in them. That's right. Man is not measured by his muscles, 
but by the bags and the knees of his, pain, of his pants when he's praying. That's the way man is not measured by muscles, is measured by character. There's never, there never was a greater man than Jesus Christ. That's right, and he was measured by character, not by stature. People could look in and say, this man is frail, and, but he, inside of him was all the omnipotence inside of him. All the character of God inside of him. And God is looking for a bride with a character. God is looking for a bride who have the same character as Christ's character. Amen. That the value of a believer is what God has put inside of him. The seed that God has put inside of him. And you walk with that seed, the character of God. Mold me, mold my character. Because the only thing we are going to bring on the other side is our character. Amen. Sometimes God brings us to trials and different things to mold that character. To reflect what is inside. Because he put inside of, this, inside of the heart the seed, but now he's working with you in collaboration to reflect what you put inside of it. You have to allow, we have to allow, I'm putting myself in this, we have to allow that seed to be expressed more and more. So we are letting him to be expressed more and more. Amen. It says, we are no more, we are no greater than any other. We are all the same. If a person isn't no more than a little housewife, she's just as much in the kingdom of God as the apostles or prophet or whatever she is. She's God's child. There is no difference in us. God put some to do one thing and some another. That doesn't make us above any, anyone. That just God chose us. It says, you're trying, it says, and that's the one thing. One thing that hurts our Pentecostal move and other moves is somebody trying to be something that they are not. They're trying to impersonate someone else. You can't do that. You just, you just what you are. That's all. And when you do that, God will use you in just what you are. Man, and you're just as important as anybody else. I'm trying to encourage you this morning. You might say, I'm not that important. I don't feel like important. I'm not needing to go to church. I don't feel like this. God is saying, you are important important and you have a place to play and you have a place that you are important in my side that you have to play you just need to do God I want me to be at my post of duty doing what you want me to do brother shared one quote and I enjoyed it I was only in this line but enjoyed it, it says whatever God wants you to be who you are I want to use you what you are amen whatever you can't just take someone you might think oh maybe I'm not that important God says you are important you are my son you are my daughter it says now don't you think because you have spoken with tongues or that you know so much about the scripture or you read somebody's book and you know more than the other fellow and I believe that's not what the message comes to do didn't come just to give us more knowledge. Not that to give us more knowledge to know more than the other denominations and say, oh no, we know more than denominations. That's not the main, the main purpose why God sent the message. God sent the message in order to create the love of God in our heart, to create the life of Christ, to represent him, to continue the same work, to be the reflection of Christ. We are him, amen. That's why he sent the word of God. Continue the prophet, he says here. He said, put a mark on those signs 
or, or those that sign and cry for the abomination that did in the city, who would mark on our cities tonight? See, it's the death of the spirit, not the shallowness. It's not the shell or the hickory knot that's good. It's the hickory knot under the shell. You got a big empty shell. You got nothing under there. What we need tonight is the depth of God's love. Oh, I'm a message believer. I'm not trying to be negative, but I'm trying to put I'm not a message believer. I'm a message believer. God's opened that knot. Is there love? If there is no love, it's just empty shell. Oh, a message believer. A message believer. A message believer. God's opened that knot. Look. Is there faith? It's just empty shell. Oh, I'm a message believer. A message believer. Is there obedience to the word of God? It's just empty share. I'm not trying to be negative here, but I'm trying to make a point. What we need is God inside of our heart. What we need is the love of God inside of our heart. If you cannot love your enemy as you love, as you love those who love you, come to the altar. God, I need more of the change. I need more of your character. If I can't forgive God, come and work in my life. I need more of your character. Because we have all that is needed to change our character. Amen. To reflect nothing else but Christ. The shell can be right. It dresses right. looks nice from the outside. But when you open it, if it is empty, then that's not the point. The church is not an empty shell. Direct quote from the prophet. The church is not an empty shell. Not an empty shell, not an empty denomination, but deity tabernacle in man. The church is deity tabernacle in man. The message comes to put deity inside of the heart of man. Amen. Deity comes inside of the man. And the prophet said, you need to want more of the deity than receive the word of God. If you receive the word of God, you become the word of God. The God, God has sent us the word of God for us to receive the word of God. Amen. I believe that's why the Holy Ghost is in the believer. It's not another person of the deity. It's God himself in the heart of a man or woman. When we put that portion in the balance, he recognized that it is himself. As at that day, you shall know that I am in the Father, the Father in me, and me in you, and you in me. That day, it is this day. He says, may we say it like this. He says, all that God was, he poured into Christ. Now it's the prophet speaking. All that God was, he poured into Christ because he emptied himself and poured it into Christ. And Christ was the fullness of the God at Bordley. All that Jehovah was, he poured into Christ. All that Christ was, he poured into the church. Not into one individual, but into the entire body. It says, there where we come together in unity, we have power. All that God was, was in Christ. And all that Christ was, he put it in you. Amen. So when we are talking about the Holy Ghost, we are not talking like the creed or denomination representation of, of, of Trinity. It's another person, it's another person, it's another person. It says, no, what all that was with God, he put into completely in Christ. And what that was in Christ is now in you and me. Now it's Christ walking inside of you. It's Christ walking inside of me. Now we 
are praying not God from the outside, but God inside. Amen. That's where the message comes to bring us to, to recognize that it's the same God that is inside of the bride. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What was the Holy Ghost given for? Now God, as the light has begun to shine in the last days, is expecting us, a great thing from us, because where there is much given, there is much required. So he's going to require much more of us than he did to the Lutheran and the Methodist, because we walk in a greater light. With a greater power, with a greater witness than the head, now we have a greater witness of the resurrection. Can you think that when Paul was in the first age and all, and Arenas and all, and all, all, all the messengers that went through the, the, the church ages, they didn't even know what they were going through and what kind of spirit they were fighting through, but they were just working under the anointing of God. But now we are seeing in the last age with the word of God being opened. Now we can see, oh, what Paul was fighting here, God anointed them with the anointing of the lion. What they're fighting here, it was the ox anointing. What they're fighting here, we know all those things. And we know even in our time what we are fighting against. The pale horse, right, that we are fighting against. And we know what the next step is going to be. Then that time they were just going by faith. They were moving by faith. They were just hoping and believing by faith. But now we have everything completely explained to us and we are walking not in darkness but no but we are walking in the plain light knowing what is coming next oh praise be to god like the king there he was so frightened he didn't know what was coming but daniel walked there knowing exactly what is going to happen he was at peace and everybody was worried he's just looking peacefully i know what it is king i'm going to tell you you have been wed and you have nothing so your kingdom has been divided. He's not worried even what is the next kingdom is going to come because he knows that God is with him. Amen. The same thing for the bride now. She has the dissolver of doubt. She knows what is going to come next. She's not worried. She knows what this thing will come, what is coming. Russia can move there, that thing can move there, and the next thing that's going to happen, I'm going home. Amen. Glory to God. Saying those things just to value more the message we have received. It says, three kinds of believer. There was a handwriting of the wall of an unknown tongues at the beginning of the Gentile kingdom, and no one could read but that prophet. There is a handwriting on the wall today. That's right. Ichabod. That's the glory of God has departed from them things. And handwriting on the wall and can be read by the spiritual mind that believes in spiritual things has been born of the Spirit of God. All Bethesda goes out and gets this vessel of the Lord to drink him. He says, uh, well, reading this quote to emphasize, the prophet says, it can be read by every spiritual mind that believes in spiritual things. The prophet has revealed what we, or the Holy Ghost has revealed to the prophet the things that we have received now, but now it has to be revealed personally to each individual. 
Each person has to be able to read and recognize the time that you are living in. You have to come to a point that says, it's not only because the pastor said so, this one said so, I see now that this is the time that you are living in. I need to make myself ready. I need, my, I need to, make my, to, to, to trim up my lamp. I need, the time, I, I need to make myself ready once again, amen. Because I see it has been revealed. I can read, amen. That's what it, we can read it, but every person with a spiritual mind can read. You cannot read it by, 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 by the news. The news cannot give you the right interpretation. You have to be in the word of God in order to have the right discernment. You have to be in the word of God and the prayer and dedicating to be able to discern the things that are happening around. In order to be able to read what's happening. The prophet will say even, that the handwriting is here. Some people just ignore it. Oh, this is nothing. You know, it, it, it happened, but it will happen again. We have seen those things happening. Some people won't even have any clue what is happening. So they're completely in darkness. They don't know what's happening at all. And some people will read, so they, they will sense that there is something going on. But when I will talk about, about, the, about the revival and the denomination, they're being there crying, we want a revival, we want a revival, we want an awakening. But one says, because they are Christians, because they are Christians, they can sense that something is about to happen. They can sense that something is about to happen, but they don't know why it's happening. But by God's grace, you and I, we can sense that something is happening, and we know where to go to find the awakening. We come into the Word of God. We come into the opening of the Word of God, and you will get the revival that you need for the rapture. Amen. says, at the end of the age, God, as it is the handwriting on the wall, we thank thee, Lord, that we can see it and know that deliverance is close at hand. Since, end of quote, was God doesn't call men to judgment. Now, the, the Gentiles started with idolatry. Maybe to skip that to save time. But this time, we know what is idolatry is, is to put a man or to put something ahead, to put anything, but let's just put God in front of everything. Now listen to this quote as the prophet will be saying it. It says, the uncertain sound. We got a great faith in our UN, United Nations. As I was reading this quote, it was if as his prophet was in 2022. And he's telling you that exactly. He says, we have a lot of faith in the United Nations. Well, it's just about as deep as the League of Nations was in the first, in the first war. We had the League of Nations after the First World War. They was going to police the whole world, but it didn't work. The real talk of the UN now is so uncertain. They don't know what to do. Exactly. It's like you're taking from the newspaper. They don't know what to do. It's dysfunctional. It can't work. They can't collaborate. How can you work together with someone? Is your opinion this one? Is that the opinion? It's impossible. And he goes and says, it's the uncertainty of the UN. The UN is all right as far as it goes, but it's too late. It's too late for anything like that. The only one certain sound, it's the gospel. Prepare for the battle. What battle? The coming of the Lord. It says, prepare yourself for battle now against evil when evil is besetting the people on every hand 
everything going wrong and home life going wrong, UN falling and the nations breaking, atomic bombs around and homes splitting up and motherhood and is going low and immorals among the people and distrust among one another, all denominations fasting and stewing, what you want to do, be certain. Be certain. Prepare yourself for the battle. When television is becoming rotten and radio and newspaper, all the, you, there is no even place to find a refuge in. You can be at the... Uh, I worked on the computer most times, so you'll be on the page here, you're searching and everything, and a very good documentation on the programming, you are right there and everything. The first thing that comes, the pop-ups, where does it... I need this information. But there is just a page of an advertisement of a naked woman there. You have to read like one eye closed. It's hard. Corrupt. Sometimes you have to refresh it. Then it comes up. Then it's not there. Then you write again. You copy other things. You follow. Then, oh, God, Lord, where can I find a refuge in this time? Prepare yourself for the battle. When television has become rotten and radio and newspaper, all the outlet of advertisement, the things you just constantly cigarette, tobacco and whiskey and drinking, an immoral dressed woman, dirty jokes and jokester, I don't know what it is, on the television programs and America falling for it, it brought liking Nebuchadnezzar house of folly that night. When there came a mad rush through it, they had a big wine party and dance and television. Entertainment movement is just to divert people, you know, to, to divert people from the main thing. To the, people can't even hear their own thought. Some people can't stay silent for a while because that trouble to be silent. I don't want to hear my own thought. I want something to distract me. <laughs> They had a big wine party and dance television to have been that day. Their joker stairs got out and they come and handwriting on the wall. And today, when we thought we were so secure, we have the best scientists in the world. We got the best in the world. Come to find out we were behind in the missile race. Oh, when that happened to the United States, not only a handwriting on the wall, but there is the ballistics of the missile is writing in the sky. They're way behind, years behind. What's the matter? The handwriting is on the wall. I look at him. How could the prophet see that? Today, even they saying, even I was just reading on the news. They say even the United States is way behind the Russia for the missiles and, and China. If they want to bombard, they can bombard. There is no rather they can stop that the supersonic missile. The prophet already saw that way before. We are not, it's not something new for him. He had a high vision to see where we are going. That's why he's giving already a warning. Be ready. Amen. That's the message for the bride. Be ready. It's not time to play church anymore. It's time to be ready. Amen. Time to stay with the word of God. Time to be serious with God. Time to check your heart. Amen. May God help us. The message is a prophetic message. We are living in the end times, brothers and sisters. 
But we have received the message. It's a prophetic message. The good news regarding the missiles, before one of them destroy America, the bride is gone. Before one of those things destroy there, we are gone. So when we see them in the preparation, we are getting ready for the preparation for the bride. When God was raising Pharaoh, he was also raising Moses at the same time. We are in the third exodus going home, amen. We see the king of the north coming, we are going home, amen. Praise be to God. Now what struck me with the king Belshazzar's ear is when king Belshazzar heard that message, he did not repent. He did not even... The Bible doesn't mention anything for him to find remorse or anything. All that he was interested in was, you just take this cloth, you just take these chains, I make you a third ruler. But what about the state of your heart? What about to hear and say, God, I can, I repent, I really, I didn't show you, nothing mentioned to that. And it was the end of the Babylonian kingdom. What happening at the beginning, that was happening at the end. God gave them space to repent, but they will not repent. They will not hear to the message, but there is a bride who is going to hear the message. The bride is going to hear the warning, come out of Babylon. Come out of them, my people, and I will make you my people, and I will be your God. This is the call of the message we have received, is to come out of Babylon. Come out of the system denominations and give your heart to God. The message comes to bring a personal relationship between you and God. Amen. The prophet says, I didn't come to create any church. I didn't come to make any church. I want to make what if I, I will be so satisfied if I bring people to have a personal relationship, them with God. Amen. Amen. The message is to tell us that we, he's here. Who's here? The angel of the covenant is here. There's no higher order than the prophet. He's the prophet of the prophet. He brings the answer to the devil's questions. We have received the perfect interpretation with perfect vindication. Just want to change a bit the key here. It says, can you imagine, I'm saying, can you imagine that in the third, in the threefold ministry of God, God has reserved two parts of it to the bride in last age. It had to have come and manifest himself in Christ Jesus, but he has given the last two parts of the, of, the, of the manifestation of the mystery of God to you and I. I will have the full preeminence in the bride, and there will be a return back to Eden. You and I, we are part of the two-thirds of the great threefold mystery of God. That God wants to have the preeminence in the bride. And we are all experiencing the third exodus going back into the millennium. We are part of that third exodus. You and I, part of the mystery of God being unveiled. By God's grace, he has made us part of the plan of redemption. Church of God, amen. The Holy Ghost could not work in the church, the prophet says. Says, the feast of the trumpet, quote that you know very well, says, while this group down here has got 2,000 bound at the river Euphrates and has been bound for 2,000 years, also the church has bound the Holy Ghost for nearly 2,000 years under martyrdom back there and under the church ages, 
It has been bound not at the river Euphrates, but at the door of creeds and of dogmas that the Holy Spirit can't work in the church because of man-made systems. But she's going to be liberated. She's coming back. That's what the Bible said. And those who meet one another on the battleground, Lucifer and Michael again, like in the beginning, they've been bound for 2,000 years, almost, almost 2,000 years. Another place says, says, now the Holy Spirit has been bound for by these denominational rivers for almost 2,000 years, but it is to be loosed in the evening time by the evening time message. The Holy Ghost back in the church again, Christ himself revealed in human flesh in the evening time, he said, he promised it. He has said that this, the Holy Ghost will be released for the end time message. So the message comes to give liberty to the Holy Ghost. You cannot put the Holy Ghost into a box. You cannot put the Holy Ghost into a certain traditions, in certain customs. The Holy Ghost has been already loosed, amen. Now it's the bride who has also to walk with the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost be manifested exactly in his fullness. We cannot put the Holy Ghost into a box. We cannot put the Holy Ghost into suspicions. You cannot put the Holy Ghost and bound it by doubt. The Holy Ghost has already been loosed. Amen. The Holy Ghost has been loosed by the evening time message. It is, it is the dissolver of doubt. The Holy Ghost is the dissolver of doubt. The Holy Ghost comes always to meet the challenge of the age that you are living in. We have received the message of the hour in order to meet the end time conditions. Amen. We have received the end time message to meet the end time conditions. And the end time conditions requires the fullness of the Holy Ghost to be completely released. Amen. We see in the first Exodus, there was a Pharaoh, and that Pharaoh was constantly there fighting against Moses and the children of Israel. But God told them, I'm going to show that I am the Lord who takes you out of Egypt. I'm going to send you, Moses. I'm coming down, but I'm sending you, Moses, to go into there and to show that I am the Lord God who delivers you from that bondage. We can understand from the first Exodus that the same God living in our time now, in this third exodus, no matter the conditions of Laodicea, God has come down as a mighty angel and is giving you and I as now a testimony to the world that you will be the one who will be delivering my people out of this exodus. Listen, Moses, God told Moses, I'll take that with you a few minutes here, stay with me. Exodus 6, 7. Sister, uh, brother, jumping a little bit ahead there. It says, I will take you to me. I will take you to me for a people. And I will be to you a God. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. God knew from the very beginning what will make Pharaoh let the people go. God knew from the very beginning what will hit Pharaoh the most and will let the people go? Exodus 11, 1 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Yet will I bring one plague more upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterwards he will let you go hence. When he shall let you go, he shall surely thrust you out hence altogether. But God didn't 
If you are humanly speaking, you can, humanly speaking, you might think, but why just didn't God do that at the first, at the, what he had to do to kill his sons, and then he would have let the people go? God said, no, I'm going to let him go through all those steps to show that I am God. I have to bring him through all those things and all the different steps to show that I am the one who delivered you. Because if I just put you on one event, you might say, oh no, maybe it's not God who delivered us. It's something. But I'm going to put all through those steps so that you, Israel, have to know without any doubt, I am the God who delivered you. God sometimes puts you to certain situations in order to remove any doubt that might be around that he's still your God, he's still the healer, he's still the savior, he's still the one restoring your children. It might be the situation difficult. It's still God who has to come and do that in order to show that he's the dissolver of every doubt. And Exodus 9:16 says, and in the very deep, in the very deep that these scrolls have to be raised. And it says, in the very deep for this cause have I raised thee, for to show in thee my power, and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. The devil does not understand that he's just working in God's plan. He's just an instrument in God's plan in order for God to show his power. Maybe the Pharaoh was thinking, that, no, it's me making a decision. It's me deciding that you are not going. It's me trying to trick Moses. No, tomorrow I'm going, and then the last minute I change, you are not going. But he didn't know that it was just working in God's plan because God has a greater plan. He wants to show to the Israel that I have to remove every doubt. He said, if he had sent, if he had sent a great army to deliver, to deliver Israel, they would have said it was the great army. But I'm sending one man, one man in vision, in vision with God's hand, with the rod of Moses, with the rod that was almost dry to show that he is God. Amen. Moses came to Pharaoh and performed the miracle of God to him. But do you know that Janus and Jambres performed exactly the same miracle? They came and they threw also the rod and it turned into, it turned into a serpent. Moses didn't have to worry and worry. What am I going to happen? What is going to happen? He just stayed calm and waited because God was in control. <laughs> just waiting, God is in control. But at the end, he was the only one who could pick up that rod. And Janus and Drumbert didn't have any rod. God was showing that I'm the one who is still in control of every situation. He's still the same dissolver of every doubt. Amen. The Bible says that, the Bible says that Pharaoh's heart was hardened in Exodus 2.22. Brother Eden, I'm going to go fast a little bit, but sorry for that. The magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantment, and Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Neither did he hearken unto them as the, old, as the Lord has said. In other words, whatever he wanted to, you to see, as the magician was doing that, his heart was hardened. See, if they can do that, it's not that spectacular, because my magicians can do that as well. It was still going, still hesitating about the power of God, amen. But the time, as time was passing, God was proving more and more who God was. In Exodus eight, it says eight seven, and the magician did so with the enchantment and brought up frogs upon the land of Egypt. 
They did exactly the same thing that Moses did. But the Bible says, going next, says, Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord. If you look at it, why didn't call the same magician to take it out if they could bring the frogs? And then he called Moses to come and remove those frogs. God was already showing that whatever you're doing is just imitation. I am the one who can create. Those one are just trying to imitate. They have to call Moses to remove those frogs. We are serving a mighty God. <laughs> and the Bible says, that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go, and that they may do sacrifice unto the Lord. Like Brother Ed says sometimes, why did Pharaoh ask him, why can, can we remove today? No, tomorrow. So he accepted to say with the same frogs for one day. <laughs> oh, the devil sometimes. It's a... By the time we get to verse 17, Exodus 18, 19, and the magician did so with the enchantment to bring forth lies, but they could not. The level where it becomes the domain of God only. Because you want to dissolve every doubt that is God. Sometimes you can put in situations and the, the doctors might still rely on doctors and different. But God might bring you in a situation that is a little bit harder. The doctor can't say anything that, don't be discouraged. He wants to remove the doubt that he's still the healer. They could not. So there were lies upon man and upon beast. Then the magician says unto Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. And Pharaoh's heart was still hardened and he hearkened not unto them. As the Lord had said. The magician became already, I would say, half believers. This is, not, this, is, this is something greater than what we can do. Hallelujah. We have seen the people of the message living for all those years and they stay faithful to the stand of the message. This is not man, this is God. Yeah. Now, by the time we get to Exodus 9, remember Exodus first, the first Exodus is the parallel of the third Exodus. And then they took ashes of the furnace and stood before Pharaoh. And Moses sprang up towards heaven and it became a boil breaking forth with, with blains upon man and upon beast. And the magician could not stand before Moses because of the boils. Now it's on them themselves. They realize, no, we can't even reproduce it. Now we have it on ourselves. We can't even come in front of Moses because maybe worse will happen. <laughs> God is in control. He's the dissolver of every doubt to show that he's still God. Our God is a great divider. The prophet recalled it in a word a little bit to stir out. says, a great segregationist. To show the difference, not segregation on the flesh, but to show the difference between the children of God and the children of the enemy. Exodus 11, 7, the Bible himself says, But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue against man or beast. They may know that how that the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. If you listen to the message Shalom, the prophet will speak gross darkness upon the world, but upon the bride it is a Shalom. 
It's God himself making a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. God is going to make a difference and a, dif a difference between the church church and the bride bride. There have been many brides, many churches, but now there is a bride and she will have the final, she's the final voice in this final age. Amen. Can you imagine Pharaoh himself became a make-believer? Exodus 12, 31. He called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get you forth from among my people, both ye and the children of Israel. Before he was the one who was saying, You just go. You know, the devil, <laughs> he likes to burn. You just become a lukewarm religion. You know, just go. Lukewarm Christian. Just go and worship and then come back here. Moses said, no, I'm not going to go and come back again in the same place. I'm not going even to worship in this Egypt. We are going, Exodus is about worshiping God. We are going to serve our God. We are going to worship our God. And not only us as a man, we are going with our children. We are going with our herders. We are herders going with our cattle. All of us we are going. The same, the third Exodus, we are not leaving no one behind us. We are going with our children. We are going with our wives. We are going with our husband. All that is included in the promise for the third Exodus, bride of God. Now, it's Pharaoh comes and tells them, rise up. Get you forth from among my people, both ye and my children of Israel, or the children of Israel. Go and serve the Lord as you have said. Like the prophet, what he says, a Christian can live such a life to the point that the devil himself is so tired of you that he's the one telling you, go, go. <laughs> I like Brother Ron Spencer the way he says, I like to wait when the day when I wake up, the devil is looking at me and says, Oh, he's awake again. I'm in trouble. <laughs> That's the kind of Christian life I want to be. The devil is so scared of you waking up that he says, No, this is not this one because he's in trouble. He says, Also take your flocks and your herds, and as you have said, and be gone. And now he becomes, and bless me also. <laughs> Pharaoh becomes a make believer. Bless me also. <laughs> God is going to dissolve every doubt to show that he's God. This Eve shall not fail. It's not by your power, it's by God's power. And he will do it without any doubt to prove that he's God. And the Egyptians were urgent upon the people that they might send them away out of the land in haste. For they said, we be all dead men. But even then, as I said, it was a make-believer. In Exodus 14, he starts fighting and following them again. But I'd like to read 13, 21, first and then. I come to appreciate Exodus 14 with all my heart, because the experience myself I went through and family. But uh, it just become more precious to me. That's where I'm just holding on for my promise there. 13 says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and by night. He took not away, he took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night. 
from before the people. From that point, the pillar of fire was leading them all the way. The pillar of fire is leading the bride all the way to the millennium. You might not see it, you might not see it, but it's there. The pillar of fire is not going to leave the bride, is not going to leave the bride and will not leave the bride. It will lead the bride all the way. Amen. There was a time, one time, remember one time when Elisha was with Gehazi. Gehazi saw all the Syrians coming and all the mountains. He was so scared and he thought, oh, I'm lost. I can't overcome. I don't, I don't know what's happening. Where is the deliverance going to come? But the prophet Elisha knew that the angels were there. And he was asking, he was asking, he was praying, God, God, may you open his eyes. The prophet says in one message, says he didn't see, Elisha didn't see, necessarily see the angels. He didn't see them physically as Gehazi saw them. But he knew by faith that they were there. But he asked for him, for his help, God, may you open his eyes so that he can see those angels and not be so scared of what's going to happen next. Help my dear servant here. And when he saw that, God opened his eyes. Oh, the deliverance is here. You and I, maybe we don't see it by the physical eyes, but by God's grace, we know that he's here. The same pillar of fire is here. The same pillar of fire has been leading us and it will continue to lead us. Amen. Sometimes you have been there driving. For those who drive, you can realize that, oh, how could I stop at this? Oh, I was just driving and then there was a green light. I was about to go, but something just told me stop. And we just stop and another car passes. It happened that many times. What's that? Oh, the angel of the Lord was there. I don't see him, but he was there. Sometimes you can be too tired, don't be tired and driving, but sometimes, you know, human life, you can be tired and you're tired, and then all of a sudden, you go a little bit, but you just feel like someone tapping you. You woke up right on time. What's that? God's grace. The angel was there. The same pillow of fire will not leave the bride, but will lead the bride all the way to the millennium. Hallelujah. Amen. So Exodus 14. As the Egyptians were following them, Moses said unto the people, 14:13, Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Which will show you today, for the Egyptian whom you have seen today, you shall see them, them again no more forever. So my personal testimony there is that my wife got the news about our little girl. That day from the morning, I just kept, God keep drawing my attention to that. Our readers are working. I have left sometimes my Bible open as I'm working. So from time to time to just draw your thought again to the word of God. So I put there, and I, I fall on that. Stand still. And know that the salvation of the Lord, which he shall show you today. All the day, okay, they are together. I don't know. And then I, was, I put, Brother Banham found the chain on, on, on YouTube there that's going through the playlist of Brother Banham. So it plays all the way as I'm working. It plays. The next message that will come there, stand still. Oh, praise be to God. There's something going on here. I didn't know what was happening. And then at the end of the day, she came and she brought that, 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 that bad news and she, she was crying and everything. And we prayed and at the end, I just knew. Told her, I don't want to be, because God told me, put me in the channel just to tell me, stand still. 
It's not your fight, it is my fight. Now just believe God, that is not our fight, it is God's fight. Amen. And God is going to make himself a miracle because he's still a miracle working God without any doubt. <laughs> Praise be. Do you love him this morning? Let's just read a little bit further here and then close. The Lord shall fight for you and he shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore cry thou unto me, speak unto the children of Israel, and they go forward. But lift up thy rod and stretch out thine hand. And the sea and divided, and the children of Israel shall go on dry land through the midst of the sea. And I behold, I will harden the heart of the Egyptian, and they shall still follow them, and I will get me honor upon Pharaoh, and upon his host, and upon his chariot, and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, and upon his chariot, and upon his horsemen. And the angel of the Lord, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them, and the pillow cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. It's the pillow of fire that will stand between your battle and what, between you and what the enemy is trying to put on you. It's the pillow of fire that will stand between you and your sickness. It's the pillow of fire that will stand between you and the difficult situation you are going through. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel, and it was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night to the Israel. The message of the how we have received, people might look at it, it's completely darkening for darkness for them, but for the bride is the light, the evening light. <laughs> Praise be to God. So that the one came not near the other all the night. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord... Caused the sea to go back by strong east, strong east wind all at night, and made the sea by land, and the waters were divided. I want to get to a point here. The children of Israel went into the midst of the sea, and the, 23, and the Egyptians pursued them and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses and his chariot and his horsemen, and came to pass in the morning. Watch the Lord looked into the host of the Egyptian through the pillar of fire. But I'm referred to that many times. Lord, may you look through the pillar of fire and see our needs. That what the pillar of fire is still here. He's still God looking through the pillar of fire and he see our battle. He see our needs and still responding. He looked through the pillar of fire and of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptian. Took off the chariot wheels and they drive them heavily so that the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. God will bring it to the point where the Egyptians have to recognize this is not a fight between man and man anymore. This is a fight between God and us. Better not to attack them because God is defending them. Amen. It's God fighting them. They start realizing that their children are moving. Nothing is moving. Nothing is moving. God was on the side of Israel. Amen. Praise be to God. The same God is there. The same God was with, with the Israel when they were fighting against Goliath. Goliath was there and trying to show that he was the one, the man of the hour, as the champion of the hour. But God was there. He didn't know that God has also his own champion there. It was David. God was there to show that it's not you by your strength that you can overcome. Saul was the tallest man who could have overcome. But God chose a little boy here 
to show that he's the God who can dissolve all the doubt. God who can dissolve all the fear. God who can dissolve all the, all the unbelief. I'm still the God who heals you. I'm still the God who delivers you. I'm still the God who saves you. I'm still the God who will bring you into the rapture. How could you go into the rapture? It's not by your own strength. It's by God's strength. The prophet says in one place, as I'm closing, how could you make it to the rapture? I'm paraphrasing. He says, the same power that saved you, the same power that saved you and brought you from the state of a drunken man to the state of a saint man, the same power will bring you into the rapture. Everything that you need for a journey is contained into the Holy Ghost. You have salvation into the Holy Ghost. You have healing into the Holy Ghost. You have the rapture in the Holy Ghost. You have the resurrection in the Holy Ghost. Are you thankful that God loved us so much? Amen. Musicians can come. By God's grace, maybe I'll go to another step on time. But the prophet says, or the Holy Ghost, the purpose was God's purpose in sending the Holy Spirit now. I'll mark down John 14, beginning says, God's purpose we find here is in sending the Holy Spirit was one purpose, that God himself might dwell in the church and continue his plan through the church. That God was in Christ continuing his plans through Christ, out of Christ into the church, continuing his work through the church. Amen. Father, now long speaking most, 40, 55 minutes just speaking to the people trying to get them to see their purpose here. Their purpose is not to go to work and come in at night and eat the meat and go to bed and read the paper in the next morning and go back to work again that day, day out and day, day in and day out. Now they said to go to church on Sunday morning, listen to sermon, go home and go to work. And Father, we are here to be instrument of yours. That's why I send the message to be instrument of the Father. Without any doubt, is still the dissolver of every doubt. Amen. Brother Soma, 34, don't mind. I sought the Lord And He answered me And delivered Magnify the Lord with 
blessed is he who hides in him. Oh, fear the Lord. Oh, all his saints, he'll give everything. Hallelujah. He'll give everything. challenges sometimes. He put Elijah there with, with all the prophets to show that he's God. He put Moses, he put, he put Daniel, he put Daniel, he put the three Hebrews. He likes challenges to show that he's God. Sometimes he puts difficult situations, but he wants to show that he's the dissolver of every doubt. Praise be to his name. Our God is tremendous. He goes through the fire. Call on the Lord, and He hears me, because He helps me, He is faithful and true, and His own. 
sinner, he is almighty, he sends his angels to guide me. There is no storm too powerful, our God cannot handle, his God in simplicity revealed in you and me, came down from his glory, gave us the victory, the greatest love story. Bible says the place where it has been repeated many times and you shall know that I am the Lord it's repeated 77 the praise be to God it's 77 fullness 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 you said that God is the Lord still in the control amen look at the story of Ahab Ahab at some point when you know, the Syrian came and they thought no this their God is only God of the mountains is not the God of the valleys. 
is only save them when they are on the mountains. When everything is fine, you know, they are Christians, they are very happy. But when they are in the valley, no, not so well. But God says to help a make-believer. Because they think that God is only God of the mountains, I'm going to deliver you to show that I'm God of the mountains and also God of the valleys. <laughs> we are serving a mighty God. If God could give that promise to help, how much more to the bride of the end time, God of the end of the mountain is still God of the valleys. Amen. The God of the mountain is still God of the valleys. Life is easy when you're up on the mountain. You've got peace of mind like you've never known. Then things change and you're down in the Things go wrong. 
still got into none. Just bow our heads. Just the music playing softly. If you just have a need, just raise your hand to the Lord. So God, maybe I have some doubt. Maybe I was not certain certain areas. Father Lord, may you come. Take those doubts away. Any uncertainty, take it away. Maybe the devil has tried to put fear. Maybe has tried to put, to unsettle me on one area or the other. Why not accept the dissolver of doubt this afternoon? Just raise your hand to him. Precious Heavenly Father, many hands have been raised to you, Father, this afternoon. Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we want just to thank you for your grace, your mercy first. Father, because when you don't, you don't just send your word, Lord, to come in vain, but you say that as the rain comes, as the snow comes, it doesn't come back to me without fulfilling its purpose. Father, I believe the Lord, the word of God that was spoken. Lord, it has a purpose why you send your word. Father, may the word of God remove any doubt, remove any unbelief. Let it, Father, energize the faith in the heart of the believers, Father. Whatever it was, maybe correction, maybe to get ready, maybe to put a life in order. Maybe, Father, there are areas where are still struggling, Lord, might be healing. It might be salvation of the loved ones. Father, you are still the dissolver of every doubt, Father. Lord, sometimes you allow things to happen, Lord, just to show how great you are. But once we recognize that you are here, and we know that you are here, Father, may you come and touch his heart. May you come, Father, touch his life. May you come, touch his house, his family, Father. May you come and remove any doubt, Father. Lord, we invite you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the presence of the Holy Ghost. Father, you are real. We love you with all our heart. May you, Father, continue to energize our faith in you and believe the message we have received. To keep pressing on, Father. Lord, when we see things happening in the world, let us, Lord, to, to lift up our head and see our redemption drawing nigh. The same God of the first Exodus, the same God in the second Exodus, is the same God in the third Exodus, giving us the promise, you shall turn our heart to the faith of our fathers. Thank you, Father, for your word. We love you, Lord, for every situation. Just want to give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Sorry for keeping you long. I just want to sing one last song, maybe. God is so good. And, uh, God is so good. Um, God is good, sorry. God is God good is all good. the time? God is good all the time, sorry. See. <laughs> sorry. If you're walking through the valley, there are shadows all around. Do not fear, He will guide you, He will keep you safe and sound. Cause He Take you and his word.